season one finale coming up. Make sure to hit the like, make sure to hit the subscribe, and also make sure to catch the interviews coming up with Chelsea and Devin. Free me TV, man. I got your back. Control, this is Agent Algren. I need a request to open up cell 311. Free me podcast. Welcome back, y'all, man, for the last installment of Prisoner of Love Breakdown here on Free Me TV, man, where we keep it real, we keep it honest, man, we keep it pimping, all right, we keep it convict. If you're a convict, you know what I'm talking about. Eh? Listen, man, so we cut to the opening scene, right? We cut to the opening scene with um Chelsea and her and her little side gig, and she is talking about how Michael, since he's gotten out, has been very unresponsive and kind of just went on and done his own thing. And she's still confused about something. I have no idea what. It's what they say when you got blinders on. You know what I mean? So we cut to we cut to um Michael going to the restaurant with his two homies. You know what I mean? Um, and one of them is female. And he's saying, you know, this is his workout partner, yada, 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 whatever. So as they're sitting there at the table, you know me, right, Mr. Observant, seeing all, I notice a lot of eye contact in between this girl and Michael. And Michael seems very comfortable in looking in her eyes as he's talking about his relationship with Chelsea. So I think they may be a workout partner, but I think, it's a different kind of workout. You dig what I'm saying? So Michael's one friend, right, when Michael's uh, explaining about how he needs to be for Chelsea, right? Now, peep the game now. When, that he needs to be for Chelsea and that Chelsea was there for him and he's trying to, you know, be everything for Chelsea, blah, blah, blah. And what kind of friends does Michael have around him? Man, you need to look out for you first. Okay. What does the girl pipe in? I second that emotion as she's looking him right in his eyes. Man, cut it out. Stop it, man. So now we come back to, to Bryce, right? Bryce is, is finding him an engagement ring. He goes in and um he finds, man, a damn nice ring. 2,250 stones he's fitting to drop on this thing. Yeah. Alundra, tighten your game up. So in this process, Bryce starts breaking down, you know, uh, something that's very, very important. He's asked if he's starting to get cold feet. Now, again, I've already shared in a, in a prior episode about the pressure that's on him and how he's feeling like he can't maintain, he can't keep up with society. And a lot of times that will push you back into your old way of life. Well, Bryce's old way of life was drug dealing. And he, he gives a quick example of how he can just go flip some, some drugs real quick and then come in tomorrow and buy this ring no problem, you know, but... That's not the route that he wants to go, but, you know, he said that selling drugs is, is like a drug itself, that, that it can become an addiction because of the fast money, and, and you do get lost in that. So my advice to Bryce is this. Bryce, I was a drug dealer, and I know exactly what it is that you were talking about. I went to prison for drugs, right? So uh, amongst that, there was many conversations about whether I would ever go back to selling drugs or not. And my answer is a firm no. And it's not because I don't want to go back to prison. It's not because, 
you know, of any any other reason that you could imagine, other than the fact that I don't want to be part of selling poison to 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 families anymore. I don't want to be part of destroying families. I was part of an agenda, you know, and and I didn't want to be that anymore. You know, um, I understand the agenda, and and that is what my show is about to try to erase the stigma. So when you understand that, right, and and that, even that's still secondary. First off, is is you're destroying families. You are help fueling America's issue, and if you want your spirit and your soul tied to that, then you always have in the back of your mind, man, I, I can get this ring tomorrow. But if you don't want your soul tied to that, you know what I mean? And and you want to be a productive citizen to humanity and try to help humanity grow, then you know that you'll never be part of selling poison to people again. So now Chelsea's on a Zoom call with, with um with Jonathan, her friend, and she's she's somber, man. She's hurt, you know, and, and this is the thing about manipulation and, and being used is you know, that first step is is in the back of your mind. You know you're being used, but you just don't want to admit it. And you just try everything that you can try to do to, to make it work because you're just denying to yourself that you were used. And I think this is the case with Chelsea. You know, everybody's giving her the right answers. Jonathan's telling her the right things. And she's just ignoring what's in front of her because I don't think she just wants to admit that, you know. Come here, Chelsea. Come here. Bring it in. Come here. Bring it in. Bring it in, Chelsea. Come here. Come here. I got you. Come here. I'll give you a hug. I'll give you a hug. Come here. Chelsea, come. Chelsea. We cut outside to the basketball court with Dexter and Bray. And, and uh, you know, Dad is 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 um is just telling his son that he's got to go meet Yolanda, man, you know, and, and just see for himself, you know, what it is in, in the flesh. You know, it's it's okay emails texts and things of that nature but you got to see the flesh you know and i i can dig that i can actually you know relate to that so they're you know they're they're going back and forth and then we find out that bray right is now talking to cynthia just when you think you're out just when you think you're out just when you think you're out they pull you back in so yeah, man, Bray's um talking to Cynthia, the first chick that um, you know, when he was going down through the profiles and he found Arlette and he wanted to go for the crazy wild one, but no, he went back, you know, a little little cooler chick, a little calmer. She seems all right. They show a little cutscenes with them talking, all this mushy crap, and and bucket list crap and all this crap. So they seem to be doing all right. Bray, if you need somebody to talk to, man, check me out. So Bryce got the ring, and now Alundra's in there with her fine-ass friend. So we cut back. Bryce got the ring. Now Alundra's in there getting her wedding dress, and, and they're going dress shopping, you know? So they're going in, and, um, and man, Alundra picked out a beautiful dress, for real. Like, she looks, she looks banging in the dress, man. It was a, that was a really, really nice choice for her. Cut back. Dexter's now in the hotel room, or, or some room. And he's trying to contact Yolanda, and Yolanda didn't show up for the call. So he called Chelsea, and Chelsea says she's going to do some digging and try to find out what's going on. What the scoop is, man? What's going on? Is she ghosting him? What's going on? Chelsea, find out, man. Let us know. So we make it to the scene, right? We make it to the scene where Chelsea 
um, meets Michael, you know, she's, she's setting up for the meeting and all I can say is, get him, Chelsea, get him, get him. So we cut back to now Chelsea is meeting Michael for the showdown and Chelsea let go on him, you know, and let him know outright. And that's what she's supposed to do. Like, don't beat around the bush with these lames. Let them know what they are. Put them in their place, man. Ladies, that is what a lame sounds like. And if you're with a man like that, get away from that dude. Find you a real man. Stop messing with boys. So the whole point of that meeting essentially just boiled down to Michael showing up and pushing the envelope, you know, the the, the conversation in such a fashion that Chelsea will break up with him, just be disgusted with him and his attitude, and then... um. And break up with him and he gets away scot-free. And in his mind, he gets to tell himself, well, she broke up with me. I was loyal to her and all of this stuff, as he did in his little soliloquy that you guys just heard. And that's what narcissists do. You guys got to witness narcissism, you know, egoic narcissism. And that's what it looks like. The only thing that will come out of that is toxicity. All my best friends were murderers in prison. I mean, I hate when dudes talk like that, man. It just sounds so lame. (laughs) Dude, you were in prison for five years. Five years. You went through two rolls of toilet paper, one tube of toothpaste, maybe a toothbrush. But I can't really tell because you got all that shit in front of your face. So get off the gas with this. I've been in prison for so long and all of this stuff, man. Stop lying to these people out there, man. No, Chelsea, he wanted to be in a fake relationship because he's too much of a coward to say to you in that moment, you know what, I just used you. You know, I played you, I used you or whatever. He ain't got nothing in him like that. You know what I mean? So it's not. it, it was a fake relationship for him to get gain off of it. But easy come, easy go, Chelsea. Always remember that. Kudos to Chelsea, man, for, for standing strong like a, like a real woman should. And that's how all women should be. You know, when when you feel that you're being manipulated, used, anything like that, you have a right to stand up for yourself. So kudos to Chelsea, man. Much love, much respect. So we cut back. Bryce, Alundra, family dinner. Bryce's family wanted to get, you know, get together and get them a dinner, treat them to a dinner before the wedding, and just um and just share love, you know, break bread together and and, and induct Alundra into the family, so it, it was nice. You know, you could still kind of feel a little bit of tension. Um, I, I sense a little insincerity, but it it still um it was still nice. You know, it was nice, and I and I'm I'm happy for Bryce, man. Then we cut back to to Dexter, um, an important scene, especially here in the finale, because again, these are these are issues that aren't discussed and that the general public doesn't understand or even know about. So here again, there was not enough information to give to Dexter. So what ended up happening was Yolanda ended up going back to prison. And, of course, we don't know why. And it was it was a letdown for Dexter, and he saw it again as a negative thing. What people fail to realize is the halfway houses are horrid. They're very, again, these are mental challenges that, that we have to go through in each step, each each step of the process of coming home in, in the reentry process. The halfway houses are horrible. They're, they're not trained staff. They're just local you know, community civilians that go in and get a job at these halfway houses. They're paid 
probably minimum wage. Um, there's no counseling in these halfway houses to deal with these individuals that are coming home. And the halfway houses are very, very, very petty, very petty. And they're quick to send people back for the smallest of infractions. Even if you just rub one of these people the wrong way, they could have psychological issues themselves and they'll just send people back to prison. A lot of people won't even go to the halfway houses. They'll refuse halfway houses and finish their time off inside because they don't even want to deal with that. And then the inmates have to go out and get jobs and then pay the halfway houses 10% of their checks, which we're not, you know, $100 a week or, or whatever is probably all that we're getting. So the halfway houses are are very tough psychologically to go through. And it's a hard transition from people to go from prison to halfway houses. So there are a lot of instances as to why Yolanda may have went back to prison. They're not all negative, you know, so... Again, there's there's not enough information there for Dexter to really understand the scope of what he's dealing with. But Dexter does say, you know, that he is going to keep that, that, that line of communication open. And he's there to talk to her to really find out, you know, what's going on, what happened. So I do like that. And I like that about Dexter, that he does let that information come in. All right, man. So we get to the wedding day, man. And it, it's, uh, it's beautiful, man. I mean, what can you say? You know, shit is beautiful, man. You know, Alondra looks beautiful. Bryce looks fly with his white on white on white. You know what I'm saying? Pam, pam. You know, Bryce, I see you, man. And it's it's a beautiful thing, man. And these are just kids, you know. They're just kids trying to figure it out. And um, and I pray for them, man. I wish them the best, man. Switch back to Dexter, right? Dexter gets the call from Yolanda. We find out what's going on. Yolanda said that she hurt her foot and her case manager said that she can no longer stay in the halfway house because she's a liability for the halfway house. So they sent her back to prison to finish out her time. That is not a lie. And and even to even get into halfway house, you have to have a, a clean bill of health, you know, because the halfway houses really aren't prepared to take anybody with medical issues. So. Again, that's a lot of pressure on inmates as well when they're getting ready to get home and they go through their medical exam or whatever and and something comes up or they're out on the softball field and they get injured and it cuts them to their halfway house time. So these things happen. And it's like Dexter said, you know, what can he do? He's on the outside. She's on the inside. These are issues that we as a community have to come together this is some of what my program is about. Some of my ComingHomeCoalition.com is about is raising awareness of these situations and, and, and what it's doing to our returning citizens. Chelsea goes, gets Michael's name covered up with a tattoo, and um, she's pretty much cut ties with him. Thank God, man. Enough of this dude already. I was starting to worry we were going to see this cat in season two. And that's it, man. We wrap it up. First season, man, that thing was a banger, man. I really enjoyed that, man. You know, um, I get sentimental with it, man, because I, I know all of these emotions. I, I've experienced them. I have good homeboys that went through a lot of what, you know, we experienced through season one. I've sat and talked to a lot of cats through a lot of these emotions that were shared, you know, with America, man. And I really appreciate this show and I really appreciate the awareness that it brought forth for the viewers 
and and hopefully a lot of the viewers will come in and witness you know these breakdowns so they can get a proper understanding of what we need to change in America. So in the end, we cut. It says Dexter and Yolanda are still talking. They're looking forward to meeting in person when she is released from prison. Issa graduated from college and is currently pursuing her master's degree in social work. Devin has been released from prison. He and Issa have no further contact. Hopefully Issa learns something to take into her social work. Chelsea is focusing on her prison matchmaking business and dating two guys, one in prison, one out of prison. Hmm, is that a cliffhanger? Once again, you guys, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Prisoner of Love, Season 1, Episodes 1 through 6, Breakdown. I hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and love to everybody. Awareness is key. Unity is a must. Free Me TV. Please subscribe.